So Money episode 236, So Money Millennial, Latrice Bookhard. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Karabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Welcome back to So Money, everyone. Friday, and we are rounding out our So Money Millennial Week. All week, we've been featuring outstanding, outstanding profiles of 20-something, 30-something young adults who are doing exceptionally well when it comes to their financial life. And you know, what is a So Money Millennial? Let's just uh, debrief here. Well, I see it as someone who's really proven to have accomplished a great deal in their financial life, in their young adult life. And so often, Often we hear about the struggles that young adults face, which are very real and very sobering. The average college graduate is coming out with about $35,000 in student loans, often lots more. I hear from listeners who say, I've got six figures in debt. So to to me, 35,000 sounds like a walk in the park, but uh, we know there are, are scarier examples out there. It's tough to find a job. It's tough to save. And sometimes you have to live with your parents. But today's guest wrote in to me to say that she believes she is ahead of the curve. And I firmly agree. We're speaking today with Latrice Bookhard. She's 26. She is not married, no kids, currently serves in the military as a military officer. And she says, Farnoosh, I'm debt free. I have a net worth approaching $100,000 and I've paid off over $50,000 in student loans in 32 months. And I max out my annual thrift savings plan and Roth IRA contributions. I also contribute to index funds with Vanguard and I save well over 50% of my take-home pay and consider myself an aspiring millionaire next door and early retiree. She says she's always been frugal, but she kicked everything into high gear when she landed on a Yahoo Finance article profiling Mr. Money Mustache two years ago. I think I wrote that article. She said his blog has led me to many other blogs, books, and podcasts, and has helped me really change how I think about money. So we're going to learn more about Latrice's money mindset. What are her financial perspectives? What are her habits? How does she get to be 26 with nearly six figures in savings? That's so money. So without further ado, here we go. Here is Latrice Bookhard. Latrice Bookhard, welcome to So Money, my So Money Millennial. Very excited to learn from you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Latrice, you're bold. You emailed me. I sent a little note out to everybody and and messaged everybody on the podcast said, if you're a So Money Millennial or you know somebody who is, share the story with me. Email me. And you did right away. And I'm very impressed as far as what you've written to me. And I'm really excited to hear more about your story. You know, just to uh, share with guests again, you're 26 years old, not married, no kids. That's fine. I wasn't either when I was 26. I got, I had lots of other things to do when I was in my twenties. Currently serving in the military, you're a military officer. Let's start there. What made you want to serve in the military? Both my parents served in the military growing up. So it was something I always wanted to do. So I came in right after high school. And 
As far as supporting yourself, you know, as you're looking into pursuing a career in the military, were you ever concerned about money? Because we do hear stories about, and I just interviewed, for example, Jeff Rose, who's a certified financial planner, former military. And he said when he was in the military, there was just such a lack of wherewithal when it came to how to budget, how to manage the money you were making. What was your education and how did you feel about entering the military and then being able to support yourself? Um, I was always confident in my ability for myself, but I would definitely agree with him. The military, from my experience, seems to be more reactive mm-hmm. when it comes to finance problems. It's We don't really address them until someone's got debt issues or they're having collectors call their command. So I would definitely agree. We need to be more proactive in teaching junior soldiers or new enlistees how to manage their finances. I would definitely agree with that. And you have been super proactive. You say you have a net worth approaching six figures. How, how have you done this? Ta- take us through those steps. Like, did, so how long has it taken you to save a hundred thousand dollars? And by the way, all this time you've been paying off debt. You're debt free now, saved a uh, hundred thousand dollars, paid off 53,000 in student loans, um, which is exceptional in and of itself. But on top of that, you've also saved about a hundred thousand dollars. So how did it start for you? Was it like $10 a day? Was it how conscious was it? Were you automatically doing it? Take me through the details. It was definitely automatic. And I started with the Roth IRA when I was 18 and it was $25 every two weeks. So it was not a lot of money. And then it's increased over the year. So now I max the full contribution, but it was not a lot at the beginning. So $25 every two weeks? Yes. Wow. So that's anybody can do that. That's what I think. I mean, really? I mean, come on, everybody. That's $12.50 a week. I think if you just give up three latte, I mean, I don't want you to give up your latte, but you know, whatever, <laughs> as I, as I hear, sit here sipping my iced latte, um, enjoy the latte, but find something else that can sure up $12.50 because you could be 26 and have a hundred thousand dollars in savings. Where do you save this money? Um, I save in my thrift savings plan, which is the military's version of a 401k. I save in my Roth IRA, and then I have brokerage accounts with Vanguard. I have a CD ladder, and then I have just my basic savings at the bank. You say so you're... It's, it's spread out from different places. Good. And so that's, it's earning compound interest, and uh, the market's been pretty good over the last six years. So that's what you've been benefiting from, I, sus- I suspect. A little. I didn't start the brokerage account until after I paid off the student loan. So before that, it was just the retirement accounts and my savings at the bank. So I want to ask you later about, you know, what inspires you. Um, I suspect your parents were very influential. You had good role models. Um, remember, I remember reading in your email to me that you aspire to become a millionaire next door. So maybe you've read the book and you're familiar with the early retirees like Mr. Money Mustache. But... What's next, Latrice? Like, what's, what is your goal? Cause as I always say, your money is meaningless. Your savings is meaningless unless you attach it to goals. So what's the end game? Um, really, I just want my money to do the work for me or just to create a, a sense of autonomy so I can have choices. I want to know that any job that I decide to do, if I decide not to make the military career, if I leave early, I want to know whatever I'm doing, it's a choice. And if I'm not having fun anymore, or I'm not getting on with my coworkers or whatever the situation may be, I'll be able to leave and not have to worry about finances. I just want to know everything that I'm doing. I can put my full effort in 
because money is not something I have to think about. I love that. So your financial security is earning you a license to be free in your career. And that is peace of mind. Totally. If you're at a job and you're not happy, you don't have to stick around. Absolutely. How has the military been for you? What's How's the experience? Uh, was it what you thought it would be? Are you happy you did it? Yeah, it's it's been good to me. It's a very unique planning opportunity. That's what has allowed me to do so well financially. I don't have to worry about job security or that I'm going to walk into the office one day and suddenly be laid off. And I know how much I'm making and how consistently I'm going to get paid and when I'm going to get paid. So it's allowed me to plan a lot, not only when I was paying off my student loans, but in preparing for the future. So it's been very good to me. I've learned a lot. All right, Latrice, you're 26 years old. Very young, man. That's, I wish, what was I doing at 26? I was, I was, I think I had just gotten a new job. I actually, I think I was pretty so money when I was 26. I negotiated a pretty good salary when I switched jobs at 26. And it was the first time I really negotiated hard. Um, you can't negotiate your salary in the military, right? That's it's pretty no. much it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully you'll 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 flex that muscle when the time comes. Um, yes. But tell us your financial philosophy. I know you're just 26 and you're just starting out, but you've done an impressive amount with your money. I think you're way ahead of the curve when it comes to how millennials typically uh, deal with their finances. So, what if you had a a financial philosophy? What is it? It's really just focusing on the why. You mentioned earlier about goals, and I would definitely agree with that. As long as you know why you're trying to do something or what the end game is, it makes it easier when you have all those steps in between or your goal spans the course of a year or two years. Every purchase you really think about and you really stay in line with your values and why you're trying to get somewhere and what it's going to feel like when you get there. It really has allowed me to stay focused. What's influenced you all these years? Take us back to Latrice, baby girl, little girl growing up. Where did you grow up, first of all? And what was your exposure to the money world when you were a kid? Um, we grew up a lot of places. I say we because I'm a, I'm a twin, my brother. But um, mostly in Colorado and Alaska is where I spent a good chunk of time. But we did move a lot when I was smaller before school age with my parents. And my biggest influence has definitely been my mom. She always was talking about money. I don't know that I understood everything she was talking about, but like what kind of things? Like I know my mom did too, so I'm curious what were the what were some of the memories? Um I remember she listened to a lot of the tapes from uh, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad Poor Dad, and she would always talk about having your money work for you. And that didn't really apply to me until I was I had enough money to do something with. But she also made me take responsibility. When I got my car in high school, I had to pay the car payment and the insurance and the gas and all the expenses associated with it. So I always had to handle my financial situation. She made it very clear that I need to adult up, so to speak, (laughs) and take care of what was going on in my life. And that included when I went to college, she made it very clear that she wasn't going to be able to pay for me to go to college. So any scholarships that I didn't get, I was going to have to get loans for the rest of it. And she wasn't going to co-sign for me. So she took me to the bank and I opened a couple CDs and then secured a loan against them to get my credit score up. And then I had a store card with JCPenney and I would use that to buy school clothes and pay it off. So by the time I was applying for loans for college, my credit score was high enough that I could apply without a co-signer. 
and you could probably get a really good interest rate as a result. Yes. Latrice, I am so impressed. <laughs> I was not as so money as you at 26. At 26. <laughs> I don't think my credit was probably as strong because uh, I had that Ugh, that snafu with my Banana Republic credit card that I forgot <laughs> to pay one month, let me tell you. Uh, so I love your mom. I have to say, she raised you brilliantly. Did it ever feel hard? Like when you were going through this and your mom was really leaving it up to you to uh, earn your own money and pay your off your, your debt, did it ever feel like it just life sucked or it wasn't fair? Or, or had, what was your demeanor throughout this? Or were you enjoying the process? I liked it. I'm, I mean, I liked autonomy. I was the kid that would go away to summer camp and then never call home. So I, I liked the freedom that that gave me and the responsibility. And I appreciated more when I went to college and I was a resident assistant and I was interacting with some of my younger residents and they knew nothing. They were completely confused by so many things. And every time I encountered a situation like that, I would say, thank you, mom, for teaching me how to be an adult. So I really appreciate everything she did for me. I mean, truly, I think just listening to you in the last 12 minutes, it's so instrumental what your mother did. So let that be a lesson to all listeners, whether you're a mom, a dad, a friend, a sibling, a teacher, you can change someone's life when it comes to money. It just takes a little bit of tough love. Um, and honestly, like having high expectations for this person, your mom expected a lot from you and she believed in you. That is a huge gift. So, wow. Uh, that's the title of this episode, how my mom mapped out my financial life for the better. That's And she really did. Yeah. She's awesome. Amazing. What has been your biggest failure, if you've had one, since you started making money? I haven't had one. And I think that's mostly because of how I get paid with the military. It's allowed me to plan. I do wish I had known more of what I know now at 16. I'd be leaps and bounds ahead of where I am. But... I haven't actually had any failures. I never racked up a bunch of credit card debt. So besides the student loans, that was that was it. Do you want to be a millionaire next door? And if you do, when do you think that'll happen for you? Do you want to retire early? Tell me more about the future for Latrice, other than, of course, the fact that your money is, your savings is going to earn you the liberty of not being in a job you don't like. But what else? I mean, where do you see yourself in, in 10, 15 years? Because I'm sure you've thought about it. Yeah, I will probably start some type of foundation or nonprofit to work with the military to teach soldiers about leveraging this situation. I've grown up around this environment and I've known lots of soldiers who are retiring. So they're at 20 years. And then, of course, they leave with a pension and medical coverage and everything. So I'll ask them, hey, so what are you going to do now? You're retired. I'm like, oh, no, I have to get a job. I've got all these bills and everything. And I I always thought that was confusing to me. So I would love to talk to people when they're initially coming into the military to think differently about the situation that they're in and really use it as a platform to accomplish their goals. So when they do hit that 20 years, or maybe they only do a four year, you know, enlistment and then get out, they'll have saved some money that they can make choices with when they leave and not immediately have to jump into a job just to survive. I think that that is a brilliant idea. I mean, just from um, 
like a business perspective, I think you have a lot of potential to really brand yourself as this go-to girlfriend in the military who's going to give it to you straight. Like you got to do this with your money, this with your money, and then just let it rock and roll. Like set up these systems, automate, and you will have six figures by the time you're out of here. I think Latrice, we need to, we need to work on this plan. Okay. Okay. Don't let go of this, this plan. I think it's brilliant. I think it's so needed. I think there is a, uh, a void in the marketplace for this. And then I think you can also you know, think about all the traveling you could do. You go across the country, you can go overseas. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Definitely. Girl, this is going to be big. I think you should really, who, who do we have to call? Who do we have to talk to to make this happen? <laughs> I have no idea. So I'm. <laughs> I'm going to figure I mean, it out, I guess. I mean, there, I, I can actually, do you know, um, Doug Nordman, he was also on my show. He's former yes. military. And I've read his blog and yeah. his book. But there's not a like cool, young, hip woman. Um, you know, you could really change, first of all, the face of the military, of the younger, sort of the young military, right? Yeah. Um, and... Along the way, really educate and an, an, a cohort that is so desperate for this education. So I really encourage you to stick with this. I think that would be a great contribution. I plan to. So thank you for the encouragement. Yes, I'm getting real. I mean, <laughs> maybe it's the ice latte, but I'm really, really hopeful that this is going to make it a difference. Tell me about your so money moment. You know, I'm sure you'll have many after this call, but for now, what's been your so money, your so moneyest moment? It was paying off my student loans on Valentine's Day of 2014. I don't think there's any Valentine's Day gift that will top that. (laughs) No roses will ever top that, right? (laughs) Not possible. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I I paid off my student loans when I was around your age. I got an advance for my first book, You're So Money. And I I, I used it. I used like half of it less than half of it to pay off my student loans, which were not a very high interest rate. But I don't know. I think you probably agree with me. It just feels so good to not have it on the books. It does. To just, I don't know, it's like a weight on your back. You just take off. Like, I'm free. This is awesome. Yeah. No, you don't owe anyone anything at that point anymore. You know, no one's sending you a letter in the mail every month saying you owe us money, which is a nice feeling. Even if it's just $10, it's a nice feeling to not have to be worried about that. What's your, what would you say is the number one habit that has allowed you to be so money at a young age? In addition to, I'm going to, I'm going to acknowledge that you have talked already about, you know, the fact that you're automating and you're planning ahead, but what else, like what else has been the carrot for you to get you so far? I would say never stop learning. I consume a lot of personal finance from blogs to books to podcasts, my library, they love me. So I keep learning. (laughs) I don't know how much I don't know until I know. So I keep learning. What are you curious about now? Like what are you looking into? What's, what's intriguing you these days? Um, the tax code. I have to read it. Oh my God. You're such a nerd. I know. I know. No, I mean that in the nicest way possible. Where do you go for information? Share with us. What are your top resources besides, of course, this podcast? Yes. Um, I also listen to the Radical Personal Finance podcast. Uh, that's with Joshua Sheets. I've, I like Yahoo Finance because it branches to so many other places. So 
that's a starting place. And then when I'm reading books or blogs, a lot of the blogs that I read, they have their favorite books or they mention other blogs that I should check out or people that might be interested in. So the financial community is really supportive of each other. So they all lead me to other places. Did you ever watch my little show on Yahoo when I had one? I don't know if you were there long enough to to notice. I had a show on Yahoo for three years. It was called Financially Fit. It was so much fun. And it came to a close like a year ago. And that's when I started the podcast. But uh, I'm a big fan of Yahoo. I may have seen an episode or two. Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) It's possible. Um, But I don't know. Just uh, made me go down memory lane a little bit. (laughs) Latrice, let's do some so money fill in the blanks. Okay. You know this. Yes. If I won a million dollars, sorry, if I won a hundred million dollars, like the lottery, the mega lottery, the first thing I would do is? Um, I'd probably gift some money to my mom and dad and then my aunt. Those are probably the three biggest influence in my life. And then the rest of it, I'd sit off to the side for a little while. I'd figure out my plan to start that foundation we talked about. Wow. If uh, there's one thing that you spend your money on that makes your life easier or better, it is? My cell phone. I don't have cable or internet in my home, so my cell phone is my connection to the world. And I know some people, like I know Mr. Money Mustache is like a $10 or $15 cell phone bill. (laughs) But no, I love my cell phone. (laughs) What do you have, an Android or an iPhone? I have an iPhone okay. and it's amazing. Well, I suspect too, because you you travel, you're away from home. It's good to, you need to be connected. Yes. My biggest splurge, my biggest guilty pleasure is? I don't have any recurring ones that I do all the time, but when I want something that's usually a little more expensive, I just get it. Like when I finished college, I bought myself a really nice expensive mattress and it's amazing. Or um, I got laser hair removal, which is not... Super expensive, but not having to shave every day is kind of awesome. Man, I started that laser hair removal process and I chickened out. I ran out of the room. I ran out of the room and I never came back. And I, and I like, I did all, I like pre-bought all these sessions because my girlfriends were like, oh, it's so easy. It's so cheap. And I invested like over $2,000. And do you know, I, I went to like two, I, it was horrible. I, I can't go back. <laughs> But I guess I'm not, but you're in the military. You have strength. You have stamina. I'm so weak, but, uh, they, they incur, they said to me, you know, you can always come back. We won't like, you know, never, you know, cause like it, it was non-refundable. So that was not so money, but I, I guess if I, (laughs) (laughs) this is TMI guys, like from you and her laser hair removal, uh, snafu. Um, but I guess I could always go back when I, and now that I've had a baby, man, I should have the balls to do this. Right. But yes, I would imagine. So, (sighs) all right. You've encouraged me. If nothing else from this interview, you've encouraged me to go back and to get my money's worth from laser hair removal. Oh, good luck. Latrice, you are so like responsible and you do the right things and you splurge on a mattress. I, tell me, what's your cocktail of choice? Like, what do you do when like girls night out? What, what do you like? Tell me what you do when you have fun, when you let your hair down. I, I'm boring. I quilt. Oh, I come like on. I come do. on, Latrice. I- <laughs> Lie. Say that you like get on bar tops and dance. Like, <laughs> 
I'm sure I get on bar. No, 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 and no. I <laughs> no, really. Um, like, what? What did you do when you turned 21? Like, what was like? What's your craziest night out? Like, it just um, we went to um the Vortex in Atlanta, which is a burger place, and I got a really awesome burger and got a white Russian. All right, me and okay. a couple of friends. So it was pretty pretty simple. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh. One one thing I wish I had learned about money growing up, although it sounds like you learned everything before you were 17 years old. Tell us what if there was one thing you wish you had learned or started doing earlier, what would it be? More about investing and not just saving money so I could really get the ball rolling. I've always been frugal and a pretty good saver, but I, I didn't really understand the investment world and I'm still learning about that. So if I had more information there. That would have been helpful. Yeah. Um, I hear that a lot from my guests, actually, men and women, mostly women, but I think it's something worth mentioning that investing is is definitely like the last thing you learn, I think, you know, because the other steps are very important and often we don't even get those right. We don't save, we don't pay off the debt. So I think you need to take care of those uh, goals before you really dive into investing. But it's good to know. You know, yeah. it's good to know what compound interest is and that, you know, investing is not just throwing darts necessarily at a dartboard, but it, you can actually be pretty uh, reasonable when you invest, you know, investing in, say, an index fund or money market account, something a little bit more aggressive than just, you know, your, che- your checking account or your savings account. I agree. Okay. When I donate money, I like to give to blank because? My church. I don't really have any foundations that I'm particularly enamored with at the moment. So mostly just my church. That's cool. And I'm Latrice Bookhard, money, so money millennial. I'm so money because? I'm a young person and I'm taking responsibility for my financial situation and preparing for the future. I love it. Total accountability, Latrice. I celebrate you and I'm so excited to share your story with our audience. So inspiring, whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 80s, everyone, check out this podcast. Go back and listen to it. Check out the transcript. Latrice, you're a role model. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's a wrap, everyone. That wraps Millennial Week on So Money. I'm so touched and honored by all my guests. Learned an incredible amount. I'm sure you did too. Remember, all the transcripts are available at somoneypodcast.com for this interview and all interviews in the past. And I think I'm going to do this again because I have gotten a lot of interest in being featured on Millennial Week. And so I think we should do this again. Let's do this again sometime, maybe in a few months or in a couple months. Certainly deserves more attention because I want to I want to highlight all of the fantastic young adults out there that are doing really well with their with their money. They've accomplished uh, an impressive amount and we can all learn from that. So thank you so much to Latrice Bookhart today. Hope to see you tomorrow as I answer your questions on Ask Farnoosh. And in the meantime, hope your Friday is so money.